Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to fitness pros who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, General Manager of FitWorks in Dayton, Ohio, Mr. Travis Campbell. How are you doing today, sir? I'm great, sir. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Always uh, always happy to have another uh, exciting guest on. It was cool, pleasant surprise to talk to another fellow, if even temporary, Rhode Islander earlier. So you're back safe and sound there in Ohio, rock and rolling in Dayton at FitWorks. So Let's hop into it. Tell us what FitWorks is all about and uh, your location in particular, uh, what you're doing there. Yeah, so I mean, really, it's simple for FitWorks. Um, Our goal is to provide an atmosphere of encouragement, inspiration, and guidance for our members. Uh, And and that's kind of where at FitWorks, where we strive to be the best. And what we do is we make it a family aspect, family environment. Um, and just really trying to reach goals and change lives. Help people reach goals and change lives. Well, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. We'll just mic drop and let it go from there. No. Hey, simple, uh, simple answer from any gym, any person, anybody in the gym, right? I bet you heard that several times. Well, you know, there are different aspects. There are different different motivations, but Thankfully, it's almost always some distillation of that. So um, let's talk a little bit about the breakdown, the type of club it is. You are what some people might call a, quote, big box or commercial gym. So let's just kind of go through the type of services you offer and how that fits in with your identity there, if it works. Yeah. So um, as I said, yeah, big big box gyms is a, is a word I use a lot. Um, here at FitWorks, we really strive to stay away from that um, because it kind of puts a notation on the aspect of uh, that we're just kind of looking to get people through the doors. Here at FitWorks, we offer many group classes. Um, in some of our locations, we have premium classes. Um, we have premium cycling. We have muscle mix classes. We have step classes, uh, Zumba cycling, et cetera, silver sneakers as well. Um, so with just the array of group classes that we have along with the um, resume of personal trainers that we have here as well, um, really our goal is, like I said before, just, just helping those people get that nudge, get that uh, family environment when they walk into the gym and, and really just help them get onto a better step of in their, whatever they're trying to accomplish, either lose weight, gain weight, um, mentally get focused, different things uh, that go along with the personal training aspect. Awesome, man. So if I can break down kind of the biggest similarity and biggest differences that I can see between you and what some people might have in their head as far as a big box gym is we really have two models that from a a point of view of size and equipment are going to look very similar. Big footprint, 10, 20, 30,000 square feet, cardio equipment, strength training, group classrooms, free weights, all of those things. So as far as layout, equipment, things like that, they're going to look very similar. But where the, where the road splits 
is really the level of service and level of consumption that you're going for. The big box quote model that a lot of people hear about is uh, let's say a planet fitness or workout world or whatever it is where they want 10,000 clients, but really only want maybe 2000 of them to ever show up and, and use the equipment. Uh, and then they make a lot of money off the I'll go next month crowd. And that is one business model that works where it sounds like you are building out and trying to attract the people that you can stay in touch with, that you can be involved and in looking for a higher utilization. People who are going to come in this month, they're going to come in this week and trying to figure out the ways to get them activated and keep them involved. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I would say the the biggest thing for us, uh, as I said earlier, kind of what sets us apart and what we're striving to do um, here is the biggest difference is from us to a big box gym, I would say, is when you come through the door, you don't have to scan in for us to know your name. When you when you come in, we know you by name. Uh, we know what level you're going to be at at that given time. Um, if you're training with us, we know we're ready to go. We already have it, uh, the spray bottle disinfectants and we're ready to get on top of it. Um, so that's kind of the difference. A lot of the times when I've walked into and I, I've managed um, a big box gym for almost 10 years um, on, a, on a larger corporation kind of style. And those types of people, those types of gyms is how many people can we get through the door? It doesn't matter how many members we have or how many uh, times we change somebody's life. It's how can we get more people through the door? And like you said, the very simple point is because we'll cross our fingers and hope they don't cancel next week and we'll do it again next month. And, and that's kind of the style that we're breaking away from. We call our clients um, weekly to check in if they haven't trained with us in a given time period, uh, we, we really just break down in a lot more than just a personal trainer. We're a friend and we're that type of friend that if you need the nudge on the shoulder, hey, give us a call, we're here for you, or we'll give you a call because that shows that we're there for you as well. So that's the aspect of kind of where we're changing the game, I would say on kind of, even though we have the 10,000 square foot facilities, um, kind of where we're changing the big box style. Excellent, excellent. Great explanation, differentiation. So as far as the different paths, the different operational functions that you'd have, um, you know, the, the big box gym is let's get the price as low as we can. Just basically have people Google cheapest gym in my area or the cheap, cheap gym or whatever it is. And not that they don't have a ton of equipment and you can't get a good workout there. I'm not disparaging the model, but that's people are finding them by Google search, looking, seeing the prices where they want to be and then going on the other side of that, looking for people who want to actually come in, work out, have somebody know their name, looking for that higher level. How do you go about attracting that type of client via marketing, advertising, what does it look like as far as the differentiation? Yeah, so uh, I'll go off of the marketing side first and I'll retract and come back and answer that 
a different way for you as well. Uh, the first way of marketing, yes, we definitely market. Um, we have a wonderful marketing director. She's out of Cleveland. Um, name's Maddie. She's amazing. Um, anything we need, uh, she markets on Facebook, Instagram, uh, just the social media aspects. Uh, she makes sure our pages are up to date. She does a wonderful job on the marketing aspect um, to allow those leads to come in um, as well. Uh, then kind of the business side of how we get people in. Um, I've been always taught that if no one's coming, if the doors aren't swinging, you have to find a different way. And, and where do you find that? If I have 700 people check into my club a day, I have 700 opportunities to get at least one other person. I'm not saying that, hey, every day I walk through and I'm going to have you give me 15 names and things like that. It's not what we're doing here. Uh, the aspect of is if you change your life, there's going to be other people that see that and want to follow as well. So that's our biggest marketing aspect is really just having that um, bring a buddy, bring a friend, but in the aspect of based off of the results that they see from your, your life and the training that you're getting with us. Okay, so the two parts of that are one, you have home office, which is one of the good things about being a, a multi-unit, uh, fran uh, not franchise, but multi-unit business where you can benefit from economies of scale, have somebody who's, who's a pro. So the, the outbound general targeted advertising to get people who've never heard of you in is coming from home office. But then in club, the thing that moves the needle the most for you is, is getting referrals and word of mouth. Correct. Yeah. Referrals is huge. Um, and it, it's really a, a lost trait that people are using nowadays in the gym industry. Um, I feel personally, and the reason for that is because like I said earlier, if there's 700 people that I check into my club daily, that's 700 possible new referrals that I could have if everyone just gave me one. Obviously, we know that's not the truth, but let's just say I take 1% of that. That's still a lot on one given day. And that's kind of where we, yeah. we strive on to get most of our business. I mean, especially I'm in Ohio here today and uh, it, it snowed two, two inches where I'm at and uh, 12 inches in the Cleveland area. So a lot of our clubs are, are really struggling to make sure that we have enough staff there and things like that just because of the snow. Um, on days like this, when the doors are not swinging and I really can't or get outside and hand out passes and things like that, this is where this really just sets us apart. And in my club, apart from other clubs in the area that, that may be doing something different. Perfect. And you just segued right into the next thing that I was thinking is what are the actual action steps or programs that you have. So it sounds like you or other staff at, at different locations will get out and get some FaceTime with clients, hand out guest passes, um, do different types of check-ins, ask for referrals. Is there anything else that's structured? Um, because I know a lot of the, the best stuff happens organically, just you're in a conversation and he's, hey, you know, send me your uncle, brother, sister, best friend, whatever it is. But do you have anything else structured, whether it's automated through your CRM program or something that's calendarized for your staff where they're doing a, a time structured check in, you know, at the I'm just making up frames, you know, yeah. 30 day, 90 day mark where there are, are structured intervals where you're saying, hey, how's it going? Are you happy? Do you know anybody who might also want to change their life? 
Yeah, so we do have a, through our CRM, a automated system that does send out um, for guests, new members, um, and we do check in ourselves as well. Even if the member didn't just want to sign up for the gym and didn't go on with personal training, we still give them the same type of entitlement that everyone else has in the gym. Um, so yeah, on that aspect, uh, we do have a CRM system that will send a 30 day, 90 day, 60 day report uh, to a client, a guest that stepped into our facility just to let them know that we're still here, still here to help them. Um, and still goes same with our social media forms as well. We're, we're out there with uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter as well. All right. So you have the, you do have the organic conversations, the things that are just a byproduct of being the gym where people know your name and, and that you're not just a scan and a beep, but right. then also leveraging technology and automation so that not to say that people slip through the cracks, but the more opportunities that you give to help somebody, the more people you're going to eventually help. And again, that's why we're here. So next step of the process. And again, this is probably different from what looks similar in a big box, but is operated differently for you is what's your sales or consultation or intro process? What do you call it? And how does it how does it work as far as somebody, once they raise their hand, they show up in the facility. Is it standardized across all locations? Uh, do you have specific people who do it? What kind of walk me through the process of what a, a new prospect would go through? Yeah, so a uh, new prospect, um, first, our, our first step is to really, number one, get to know them. Um, everybody that comes in, uh, the gym is not a one size fits all. Um, we, with where we're at, it, it really is not. So um, for us, it's more of an assessment and we're not just assessing to see where the person's at, where the person wants to physically, we want to assess to make sure that we're, that they're the right fit for us and we're the right fit for them. And, and that's really kind of in an aspect of the time we need to take the time to meet with them, the time to get to know them, um, not just find out what, um, they did in the past because for us like we said one size does not fit all the past does matter injuries things like that but really just getting to know that person making them feel at home i i joke around with my staff a little bit here kind of keep things fun and i i will say hey i'll give you guys a dollar if you can figure out somebody's favorite food and the reason for that is because you're not going to just walk up to somebody that you don't know and say hey what's your favorite food and walk away and and the reason for that is it makes you dive deeper. So the conversations that we have when somebody first walks in, number one, we find out if they've ever been here before. Number two, we find out if they are a member anywhere else. And then we have them sign up into our system here on an iPad, kind of get their information, and then we take them through a tour. That is standardized throughout all FitWorks as well. Kind of when you get to somebody, the way that they may conduct a assessment may be a little different. Um, but it is standardized that, hey, here's kind of the guideline of where we want to be and where we want to go on the sales process, tour process, and finally closing the sale. Awesome, man. So you have, you have this structured out. And again, it's, it's customer-centric. It's relationship-centric. I don't think we can, we can overstate that. Once the people get in, you get to know them. You have a... a a pretty big menu of things that you offer there. And depending on the location, you have 
you know, your, your high end access classes, you have your personal training, you have your general group classes, you have your self service, you know, go work out on your own. Some of them, they have nutrition. How much of that is determined in the initial consultation process to what you may present somebody versus things that they may find on their own or, or may get presented to them later on in their, their tenure with you? Yes, yeah, so that, that's a great question. Um, people buy with emotions. So our concept here is to get them when the emotion's hot, not to overwhelm them, but to say, hey, uh, you got the yes, let's go ahead and get the yes again. And if not, you got the no, get another no. And, and people like to say no, but how do we turn that no into a no? Um, and the way that we do that is um, by just giving every information that we can when they're most receptive to hear us. And the, that time is when they make their initial step into the front doors. So we don't wanna overwhelm somebody, um, but if we can, successfully sign up a membership after touring them, showing the facility, showing them things like that, then that's when we will introduce the personal training aspect um, and our different classes that are premium classes that we may offer and things like that. And if at that time we can't do that, what we do is we set up assessment. Um, and that assessment is actually just for personal training. It goes over um, really just allowing the person to see where they're at, where they want to be, their current body fat, their goal body fat, how long it will take them to get there. We take them on a workout. We bring them back and show them the different options that we may have. Got it. So it's somewhat individualized depending on meeting somebody where they are at the time of the, the first step through the doors and whether they get a full presentation or whether it's more informational and there's a follow-up. So again, it's down to that. It's not cookie cutter. It's not one size fits all. It's let's hire people who have people skills and who just care about what's best for the person across from them and then let them navigate which direction in the process they're going to take. Correct. Yep. Exactly that. You couldn't have said it any better. I'm just going to start, just going to start writing all your training pamphlets, man. So <laughs> I'm, I'm loving this and I'm, I'm definitely picking up where everything, you know, how much congruity there is between this is the type of gym we want to be. This is how we handle things because sometimes we get, we want to be this type and then the, the actions go in a different direction and, you know, not here to, to expose anybody, but more to, to bring things to light of, hey, this this sounds like, you know, it's it's something we should highlight, or maybe it's something that it that becomes a struggle. And a lot of times it's just getting all that in line. So, you know, so far it sounds like everything you say that you go for as a manager, as a business, is being backed up by the, the paths that you take. So my favorite way for these conversations to go for sure. So um, we get a lot of questions. Um, you know, one of the biggest bugaboos in the industry is we want to help people. We know that people benefit from higher levels of training, from personal training, from classes, from something where they're not just wandering around the gym and, or, you know, going on Google or YouTube. So, um, you know, different, different facilities have different ways that they track those percentages uh, sometimes it's just by feel, sometimes it's in CRM and different things that really move the needle towards 
getting people to at least try, right? Now it's not for everybody, but getting people to at least try those higher levels of service. You've been in the industry, you know, you've been at this gym a while, but in the industry a long time. So is there a general way that you track those things and, and one or two things that you feel like really move the needle towards getting people at least introduced to a high level of service? Yeah, so we do offer uh, two free personal training sessions, um, part of your membership. So that, that really is where you're introduced to those higher programs um, and kind of see the, and where you can really feel the benefit and see the benefit of what type of training you're going to get, the person that you're going to get with those types of free assessments and training sessions. We like to do it with the trainer that you would be spending most of your time with and in kind of getting, make sure it's very similar to, uh, you already have a dog at home, you go get a new dog, you got to make sure that they they meet in the middle and that they get along and that they they have the one goal of, hey, we can have fun and play, but we're still trying to do one thing. And, and that's very similar. We got to make sure that those training clients and the trainer really have that same focus and, and goal. So with those two free personal training um sessions is, is really where you can get that first um, feel in of personal training. And of course, that definitely uh, people love free. And when you when you get that, they don't they step into that very quickly. And then we kind of guide them saying, hey, this is why you need a personal trainer or different types of premium classes and so forth. Yeah, and I think part of your staff layout and structure is what lends itself really well to that. And, you know, people listening here, how do you give away free personal training sessions? How do you pay the trainers? What are all the things that come up with that? And I think we discussed on air that uh, your trainers are all uh, paid some type of base hourly wage, and then they get a commission based on any number of factors. We don't need to delve into that, but the way you leverage it sounds like as you said, people love stuff that's free or no charge or introductory, whatever way you frame it. Almost everybody that walks into a gym knows there is a higher value of personal training. They may not know what it is, but you're just hitting the thing head on and saying, hey, let us demonstrate the value of it to you first. You see how it is. If you want to know how much it is, we'll tell you, but you see if what you feel this one-on-one -on -one relationship, this more directed approach, if it's worth it. And then if it is, we can get you into a program, but we just really want to demonstrate our value up front and then talk about where it can go from there. Exactly. Yeah. That's a, that's a great thing. Um, a lot of the times um, a previous vice president once told me, he said to me, he said, um, one of the clubs I was working at, he said to me, he said, people, do not buy. And the reason they don't buy is because they don't know. So you got to change that no, N-O, into a K-N-O-W. People don't buy because they don't know. So with those free, two free personal training sessions, it really allows people to get that understanding of what an actual personal trainer does. LeBron James, one of the greatest players to ever play the game, um, debatable, of course, uh, Says, not if you're from Ohio, it's not debatable. Exactly. Well, still, it's still <laughs> debatable on, on the way he left, things like that. But yes, um, 
on that aspect, uh, he still spends over a million dollars on personal trainers in health aspects. And, and the reason for that is he's at the top level of his game and he's still spending millions of dollars to get better. And even though we aren't that aspect of millions of dollars, it's the same thought process. No matter where you're at, you can still get better in every aspect of your life. And that's kind of where we want to drive that, that needle towards. Gotcha. So, and I think to, if you scale it, the pricing, if you take the average member income and scale that against the LeBron income, it's probably still a, a smaller incremental percentage, but it still makes sense. You know, none of us or most of us can't wrap our head around, you know, what it's like to make a hundred million dollars a year and scale exactly. that down to what, what PT costs. But, you know, basically what he's willing to invest is as much as it needs to be to get the results that he wants. It's so exactly. And then, you know, if people do PUT with you, what I'm hearing is they'll be LeBron James. So exactly. That is the truth. We'll get them one step closer. They'll get the education and knowledge to be able to do that. That's for sure. Exactly. And that the uh, natural talent and gifts may or may not have been been instilled in you genetically. So, all right. So we have a good idea of how you get people started, what their journey looks like. Uh, you have a ton of offerings at the club that we've gone over, and I know it varies by location, whether you have massage therapy, nutrition, higher-end training classes, spin, group. Uh, you cover really, you know, the, a, a very large percentage. There's always going to be, want, you know, somebody who wants to do cardio cabinet making or some, you know, something that's off the beaten path, but you have all of that. Um, so... What are you looking at in, in 2022 as far as what more can you do for clients? What other ways can you add value? How can you grow in a way that works in conjunction with what you want the business to be? Yeah, and really in 2020, uh, we have daily meetings and uh, our COO, uh, Ari Lewis, he made a statement. He said, let's focus on the little things. And, and for me here at Dayton, that really um, kind of stood out for me, kind of made my 2022 that focus. Let's focus on the little things. And what I mean by that, every gym, we're dealing with equipment, we're dealing with um, uh, things that can break down. It's really dealing with the things that happen or treadmill goes down it shouldn't take two three weeks to fix it one to two days things like that so really 2022 for us here in the Dayton location um I can speak on is is really just focusing on the little things making sure that there's no little things or little reasons that people would ever want to leave or things like that just really just hammering down the the foundation to get to a better 2023. The little things sometimes can can kill or they can, you know, make you make the, a world of a difference. So definitely not a good idea to ever overlook those. So we have, that's where it is and what the business focus is going to be. So for you, as somebody who's been in the business a long time, who's, you know, evolving skill set, gaining experience, doing things, do you have any 
professional goals for yourself specifically, whether it's a skill that you want to sharpen, acquire, um, a different type of continuing education. Do you have any specific things that you have your personal site set on for the new year? Yeah, for me, uh, the the one thing that I've noticed over uh, my my career in the fitness industry over uh, 10, 12 years is just the aspect of um, really of finding different things to uh, change the game. And for me, um, really getting a group fitness instructor certificate is really the focus for me in 2022. Um, just the ability to be able to offer different types of classes that may not be on the schedule. Like I said, our uh, FitWorks does a great job of empowering us. And if, if we find something that we're able to teach or get certified in, definitely allows and they look at the opportunity to basically bring that in. So for me, uh, just getting group fitness um, certified is a big focus of mine right now um, if for 2022. Definitely a, a little bit of a surprise answer for me, just thinking okay. about you know, time and experience, but really cool to hear that you're not like, hey, I'm GM status. I'm not going to be in those, you know, in those classes. I'm not really going to be that involved in that. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to work on reports and things like that. Like no hearing that you want to be more familiar with the ins and outs, get another level of certification and add more familiarity to your tool belt, tool belt, I think speaks volumes to how you've made the progress you have in the industry and, and where you're going to go with it. So that was, that was a cool surprise answer. I appreciate that. Thank you. So I'm going to keep, uh, we've got a, enough time for one or two more quick questions here, and I'm going to keep the spotlight on you, um, you know, in through your journey uh, you you came out of at least for a while the big box world and you there's some things that you learned there that there's some things you liked you disliked whatever the case may be now you're in this facility that seems to be more aligned with who you want to be what you want to do so if you could distill down your experience whether it's something that you learned that you don't ever want to do in business or something that you're super happy that you get to do now that you could give as a lesson or something you wish you could tell your younger self. Is there anything that really stands out? Um, yes. In, in this industry, um, what I noticed a lot, especially in the fitness industry, um, there's a big, a big tie to mental health and, and not just um, mental health of come in and work out. You'll, your mind will feel better. What I mean is, there is insecurity that lies in between all of us. And for me, I, I grew up, um, I was born with no left hand. Um, so in the fitness industry, especially as a personal trainer, it, it kind of sets a aspect of, I have to figure out ways to show my clients how to do something correctly, even though I may not have the ability to do so. So the overall just drive and, um, determination that the fitness industry has just instilled in me is always a lifelong lesson that, that I'll, I'll keep with me till the day I die. Awesome, man. You can, uh, these days there's plenty of opportunities to play the victim and exactly. there's plenty of, plenty of opportunities to say that's, that's not where we're going with this. So kudos to you for, for choosing that path and, um, you know, I think it's going to continue to serve you for as long as you want to be in this industry. And hey, if you decide to go play another game at some point, I'm sure a lot of that stuff is going to carry over. 
So that is about all the time that we have today. Before I let you go, the last thing that I want to make sure that we get is um, website, social media, any place people can find you if you maintain an online presence, FitWorks. Uh, tell us, tell the listeners where we can find you. Yes. So uh, FitWorks, uh, FitWorks.com is where you will find information about FitWorks. Uh, we'll show you all of our locations on there as well in the Cleveland Dayton area. Um, you can also be found at FitWorks slash whatever location that is on Instagram and Facebook. So for example, FitWorks dash Dayton for uh, the Dayton location. Uh, personally, myself, I can be found on Instagram at I underscore am underscore Mr. Dot T. Awesome, man. Well, it's been great having you here. I appreciate you being on with us. This has been this has been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure myself. Hey, thank you so much. You are welcome, sir. And to everyone out there listening, as always, we appreciate your time. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. We hope you found value in this episode. And if you'd like to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when they drop. If you'd like to be on the show, click the link in the description. Someone from the team will reach out as soon as possible. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bria. I'll be your host today, and I am here with Belinda and Tim from the Fitness Classroom in Kentucky. What is up? How are we doing today? Hi, how are you? We're doing great, great. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. We're excited to have you here. All righty, let's jump into the details. What is it that made you guys want to own your own gym? I think it was me more than him. After the that did it. Um, I've been in the fitness industry for, you know, a, a while, six, seven years or so. Um, I worked at a local bigger gym here. Um, COVID hit it you know, gyms closed down for a long time. Uh, we came back and still things were a little closed down. We didn't have a lot of classes. Um, there's really nowhere in this area that had a class-based gym mm -hmm. where people were coming into the gym saying, I just miss all the classes and they weren't coming back. Um, and there's the guy that owns this building that we rent from. We've talked about it many times about doing it. Um, and he had the spot open and it just kind of fell in my lap and we ran with it. That's awesome. It's amazing to hear. So this stemmed during COVID or toward the end of COVID, correct for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's amazing to hear that so many gyms came about during COVID or post COVID. The last people that I just spoke to uh, before you guys on the podcast, they also 
developed their whole idea at gym during COVID and, you know, have just been open for about seven months now. So I, you know, as many gyms have closed over the last year and a half or so, there have been many that have opened as well. So it's very cool. I always love talking to gym owners who are just opening their facilities during this crazy time because it's a hell of a time to open a business. So yeah. it's very <laughs> interesting to hear the stories and how things have played out over the last year or so. Um, so, you know, with that being said, now it sounds like you kind of wanted to fill in a gap in the area. There really wasn't those group classes that people were wanting. So you wanted to provide that service essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the main focus of your business then is, is the group classes, correct? Yeah, so uh, we do the, a lot of the group classes, and um, I was pretty heavy into uh, spinning. Um, so we uh, we always joked over the years about, I wonder how hard people are working. You know, are you actually doing as good as you say you are? Um, so we ended up getting the system where you can challenge each other like a little bit. You know, obviously, like when Peloton came about. Um, everybody loved it because you could challenge people. You could see how well you were doing stacked against other right. people. So mm -hmm. we have a system through MindBody called Fitmetrics that the bikes are connected to Bluetooth. So they go up to a TV screen, you know, kind of like the cycle bar sort of thing um, mm -hmm. where you can have that competitive edge to your workouts. Awesome. Yeah, that definitely helps to drive people. You know, right. I remember when I was in my facility, we had heart rate monitors and everybody's name was on the screen and you could see how many points everybody had and, you know, where their heart rate was. And it definitely pushes you to work harder. That's for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. I love that aspect of it. So is it mostly spin that you do within your studio or do you offer other classes as well? We do the, the cycle classes, um, cycle boot camp, which is half on the bike and half on the floor. Uh, we do like tone and sculpt, um, uh, TRX. We're one of the only people here in this area that offer, um, actual class-based TRX classes. And yeah, it, we're, we added yoga. Okay. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're dipping our feet in the yoga. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, none of us really know much about it. And I've maybe done like one yoga class on the Nintendo Wii like 15 years ago, but, uh, people want yoga. And so we're trying to get some yoga in here as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you've got the cycling classes, we're adding in yoga and then you you're doing TRX as well. Correct. Is that a separate class or is that kind of part of the half cycle half? No, it, that's a separate class. Separate class. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and are there any other services that you offer within the business as far as uh, accountability, nutrition coaching, supplementation, anything like that? Uh, we do. I do personal training. So I have a few, I uh, have a few clients that I kind of, that have new clients and, you know, kind of moved with me from the old facility. Um, and we ended up getting the fit 3d scan machine. So okay. um, it scans you, tells you your body fat, your lean mass, your muscle mass, your basal metabolic rate, your inches, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we use that pretty frequently as well. Okay. Kind of show people the progress that they're getting. Right. Yeah. that definitely uh, makes it real for you, you know, yeah. and definitely can help to motivate you to reach that next level for sure. Yeah. So as far as your membership base goes, how many members are you currently serving? So 
we don't necessarily use the term member because we don't have contracts here. And okay. So we, we actually only pay by the class. Um, and so um, with that said, we have about 45 unique clients right now that we've mm -hmm. been able to, uh, to get to come here consistently uh, after being open about six months. Uh, and that includes right now uh, 10 who are on our kind of unlimited monthly plan. And so when okay. we opened up, we actually didn't have this plan to begin with, but after probably about two or three months, people were like, hey, we want something where we can come more than 10 times a month. And so we, we started that and uh, that's, that's steadily growing each month, which kind of gives us a, a good idea of, of the cash that's coming in uh, each month. But, you know, we've, we've kind of stayed with the whole no memberships, no hidden fees and all. And so we actually let people, you know, if they do it for a couple months and they don't want to do an unlimited monthly anymore, they can scale it back to something else, something that's more reasonable that uh, for their either price range or however long they're coming to the gym. Okay. All right. So yeah, that definitely allows a lot of flexibility for, you know, the people that are coming in and taking classes. So from a business standpoint, does that make it hard for you guys to kind of take a look at what you've got coming in as far as revenue goes? Yeah, there's definitely some risk with that mm. business model. Um, but really, we wanted to, because to, everybody has contracts. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes that, that turns people away. Um, and so we've kind of, we want the product here to speak for itself. And we would say, yeah. we're so confident in what we can provide, what actually Belinda can provide, because she's the trainer. She does all the training. I just look at balance sheets and cash flow <laughs> statements all day. Um, there you go. <laughs> so, so I take, I do a lot of the business stuff on the back end, so she doesn't have to worry about it, but we really want the product to speak for itself. And we're so confident in that, that we're not going to tie you into a, a four, six or 12 month contract. We, we think that it's going to be so good that you're going to continue to come back to us. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of keeps you on your toes too, to make sure that you're providing that level of service consistently. Um, you know, over time because there, there are no agreements there. So that definitely um, helps to keep things at a certain standard, I would think. Um, but now as far as getting people in the door, new faces in the door, I know you said it's, it's super important to you that the, um, the product really speak for itself. So are you mostly word of mouth, referral based, organic type marketing, or do you do paid advertising as well. How does that work? We do both. And so we average about 15 new clients a month. And right now we're, we're keeping about 40 to 50% of those that, that come into the door. And so we actually offer a, a super discounted, we call it the try us out special. Mm -hmm. And so if you're a new client uh, and you just want to take one of our classes, uh, it's $6. So the price of a peppermint white mocha at Starbucks. You can come in, take one of our classes. If you like us, you know, we can talk and you can purchase something else. Uh, you know, if not, you know, we're, you know, sorry, we, you know, but we're going to be here if you decide to come back. And so um, we use a lot of different paid and word of mouth, um, you know, kind of a multifaceted approach to marketing. So we pay for Facebook ads. Um, 
generally those are the conversation starters. And so we don't have a buy now button. It's send us a message and ask some questions. And we okay. kind of get those people to, hey, tell us more about this. Like, what can it do for me? Uh, we, we pay for Google ads. Um, we've paid for a service to help us uh, increase our uh, search history uh, or not search history, but our uh, search results. And so if you actually Google, if you're in Elizabethtown uh, and you need to Google gyms near me, spend classes near me, we're anywhere between one and three on the okay. top of what comes through on, on Google business ads. And so only being open six months, you know, I think that's pretty awesome for us. Definitely. Obviously word of mouth, we do have a referral program. And so we, uh, if you are a client here and you bring in somebody, and they purchase a package, then we'll give you 25% off your next package. And so there's an incentive program there. Mm -hmm. um, we've paid for, um, you know, local signage in the schools nearby. And so when there's, you know, either youth sports or high school sports, you know, you see fitness classroom there on the fence line uh, while the team's playing uh, soccer, basketball, whatever. And obviously we have a really good location. And so we're on, uh, uh, U.S. Highway 31 that cuts straight down from Louisville through Elizabethtown. And uh, we have a huge sign that says fitness classroom. And a lot of people will say, hey, I saw this sign and have no idea what it is. And so they Google us. They right. see what we are. Then they, you know, send us a message on Facebook. And so really there's not one thing that we do marketing wise that I would say is like the golden nugget. It's everything together that helps bring people in. Yeah, absolutely. So that's been um obviously you've you've grown quite a bit over the last six months or so and seeing 15 new people per month is pretty good especially right now so as far as goals go for your membership ideally how many members or i know it's not necessarily a membership yeah, it's, so it's a is it, was it unique client is what you the yeah, term I, I, use, I use the term unique client just because okay. you know, we don't have contracts and so we don't necessarily have members. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, in an ideal world, how many unique clients would you like to have in your facility at a time, would you say? Uh, are you asking like growth wise, like where we want to be at? Yeah. Like where are you, where are you headed for, for the future? What are, what are you looking to achieve in the next in the next six months in the next six months i think if we were to uh be able to grow to 60 to 70 unique clients and 15 to 20 of those are on the unlimited monthly plan mm -hmm. uh that would be a, a success you know a steady growth to where we're not outgrowing what we can provide but enough to you know help us meet our our personal financial goals of the gym right yeah, absolutely. So is this full-time job for both of you? For me, yes. yes. Okay. Not, not for him. <laughs> no, I, yeah, so like I'm, I'm not a trainer. Uh, I'm actually in the, uh, in the Army, and so um, uh, I'm not certified really to do anything, but uh, I have an MBA, and so I told her, like, if you're going to do this, like, you handle all – the training stuff, like all the aesthetics of the gym, like I will make sure that uh, your taxes are paid and your insurance is good to go. And, and uh, I'll do marketing strategy and, and uh, 
every now and then I'll give you an idea and you can take it if you want, or if not, you know, I might have some hard feelings every now and then, but. <laughs> well, first, thank you for your service. Thanks. And with that being said, that is actually a really good balance because a lot of times, you know, the people that get into owning facilities, they don't have the business experience, you know, and then it's something that you have to learn along the way. Not only do you have to learn it along the way, but it also becomes a really hard balance when you're on the floor training for X amount of hours during the day. It takes away a lot of the time that you have to even focus on the actual business side of things and making sure the taxes are paid and making sure that you're generating enough revenue and focusing on the marketing and getting enough new faces in your door. You know, it becomes a lot when you're doing everything. So that's actually the perfect balance. And it allows you to kind of separate the two things and each of you focus on your strengths. So that's definitely a good setup. And I think that a lot of people would highly value that. So it's good that you have that situation for sure. Yeah, no, it, it works out for us. I'd say the one challenge is, you know, sometimes she's here from like five in the morning until eight at night. Yeah. And finally comes home and I'm like, hey, we need to talk about this. And, you know, the last thing she wants to talk about is <laughs> the place that she's been at for, you know, 13 <laughs> hours. And so, uh, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're figuring it out. So it, it's all definitely. Good. Yeah. Well, at least, you know, you have the the planning kind of nailed down and then it's like you just kind of have to run it by her rather than you know Belinda having to work the 13 hours in the gym and then come home and figure out you know the business side of things as well because that that's where it definitely gets overwhelming and a lot of gym owners can certainly uh attest to that and being in that situation and you know it becomes a lot so that's a great setup that you have and I I definitely wish that I had that set up when I was in my facility, you know, because it's a lot. It's like you're wearing so many hats all the time and it just becomes overwhelming for sure. So, all right. One question that I always love to ask every single gym owner that I speak with is if you could snap your fingers and just improve one thing within your business right now today, what would that be and why? I think it would be possibly just to be a little bit like the place that we're in is 1200 square feet. It's small, it's cozy, mm -hmm. you know, um, maybe just a little bit bigger. We moved the bikes a lot. Yeah. Like, so we could do all the classes like yoga tonight. We have, you know, about six, seven classes a day. So like yoga is the last one. I got to move all the bikes and then you got to move them all back, you know, to have right. that a little bit bigger, to have that dedicated space, um, you know, to offer a lot more different things. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. How many, um, how many bikes do you have? How many people in a class typically? Uh, we have 12. So there's 12 okay. bikes and then one instructor bike. So, yeah. Right. So, I mean, and they're easy to move. It's not a big problem. It's not like the worst problem ever, but. Right, like, right. <laughs> but it would be easier if you had yeah. a separate space for sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That would probably really be it. I'd say, I'd say, uh, you know, based on where we're at, uh, Finding good like staff is is challenging, uh, especially for us for a new facility like a startup. Like you know, we kind of want a little bit more than just be a trainer. And we've been fortunate enough to have a, a you know a great instructor for our 5 a.m. Uh, spin classes, and he's actually a gym teacher at a local school. 
but I mean, he's brought in people on his own, um, you know, kind of doing a little bit more to help us grow. Um, and that was one of the things when we opened up, you know, we, we wanted to pay a little bit more because we expected a little bit more and, you know, just that kind of culture is, is difficult to find, you know, someone that's a good fit for that. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. That's something that was one of the main struggles that I always had running a facility was I could never get the right people. And it was like, I, I never got past three people. It was, and myself being one of those, you know, and it was like, I would get to four and then one would quit or one would move or one would be going to school or whatever it might be. But it was always like, it was always three and I could never get past that. And it, it is so hard to find the right people. And fitness is, is an interesting field because it requires you to be multifaceted. You know, there are so many different small elements to it. You know, it's like, you have to be a people person. You have to have a high level of awareness, you know, obviously there's a certain level of knowledge that you have to have coming in. Um, and it just requires somebody that's very multifaceted and sometimes that's really hard to find. And then there's also, um, and, and not so much in your situation just because of the way that your membership is structured, but the sales aspect of it, because, you know, it is a business at the end of the day, you are selling the service that you're providing. So, you know, that requires a certain type of person typically as well. So it is definitely hard to find the right type of people. Um, and then also it's like, you know, everything is a reflection of you. And if you're setting the standard for the level of service that you're providing very high, it's, it's hard to rely on other people to uphold that. And that was something that I, certainly struggled with it was like you know it's almost easier i'll just do it myself because then i don't have to worry about it you know so i think that that's something that a lot of gym owners struggle with as well and that's why you're in the gym for 13 hours a day yeah and we do we don't have administrative staff in order to keep our costs down and so that is you know we've gone to places where we you've taken a, a group class and the instructor shows up one minute before it's supposed to start and then they leave two minutes after it's yes. over well, you know, here, like you're greeting the client as they come in, you're checking them in, you're getting them set up, you're making sure everything's good to go prior to the actual start of the class so that we can keep things running on time. And, you know, that, that kind of mentality sometimes is hard to, uh, you know, get the right person for that. Yeah, for sure. I know a lot of people just want to come in, teach class and go. And that's all that they want to do is just teach the classes, which of course, like, that's why you get into doing what you do because you love teaching the classes, but there are other aspects that apply as well. And it is hard to find the people that are willing to do all of it rather than just teach the classes. So um, do you advertise on Indeed or how do you look for new people? I know that this is something that people really struggle with. So uh, it's always helpful to hear how other gym owners are looking for help anyway. We haven't really, it's funny, we had, we had three, like you said, we went three and now we're just a two. Yep. <laughs> um, I personally am having um, a hard time letting, letting go um, Yes. because I knew a lot of it, like you said, reflects on me, reflects mm -hmm. on us. Um, and so right now it's one of those, 
Um, I know I need to hire somebody, <laughs> but at the same time, it's grown since we've lost a person um, and I've brought people back um, that I'm scared to actually let go and yes. hire somebody else right yeah. now because it's doing so well. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember training people how to teach a class and then putting them on the mat for the first time and the whole time I'm like sweating. You know what I mean? Because it's like I expect and and the people expect a certain level and obviously somebody coming teaching their first class is not going to be a hundred percent where you want it to be it's a learning curve of course but it's it is it's very hard to let go and allow that to happen um it's necessary for growth it's necessary for the next level it's necessary for you to be able to step back a little bit and you know take some hours of your day back. But I think that that's one of the hardest things to do, uh, especially, you know, you've built it from the ground up, you know, and it's, it's very hard to let go of that control and allow somebody else to come in. And, and it is a reflection. Everything's a reflection of you, you know, as the, as the business owner. So it's, it's certainly a hard thing to do, but, um, you know, obviously finding the right people certainly helps, but it's, again very hard to do like I, I there will be times that I have begged him to to help and then I fired him once already and had to beg him to come back again you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. She, she's a hard person to work for yeah I know I know I get it you know because it's like you just want things done a certain way and it's it's hard it's hard to let go of that control but yeah <laughs> That's funny. It must be hard for you to come back and, you know, <laughs> after she's fired you and then come back in and <laughs> it's part of the process, right? It's just it's all part of the game. <laughs> Giving him a second chance, you know. We'll yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All righty. So now you guys have come into business in a, a very interesting time in the world. So I'm sure that you've learned a lot, even thus far along the way. Uh, so if you could provide a piece of advice for somebody who is thinking about opening their own gym, what would that be? Uh, I would say you're gonna need more money than you think you're gonna need <laughs> to start. And it's gonna take longer than you anticipated to get your clientele up to where you think it needs to be. Yes. Uh, we had, um, you know, we took out a loan in order to start it. You know, our biggest cost was uh, the bikes, obviously. Right. But then it was right. just all like the nickel and dime stuff. Like we had to get outlets moved. So we had to hire an electrician. Like uh, one thing I learned is like, there's tons of like bureaucratic red tape to start a gym. Yes. And so there's like things we had to file with the, with the local city and then the local or the, the state. Um, and then, you know, obviously while we're doing this, we're telling people, Hey, we're going to be open on May 1st and everybody's like really excited. And then like May 1st comes around, we're like, come check us out. And it was like every excuse in the book as to why, like they couldn't come. Like, uh, we eventually got some of them in here, but, uh, it was just kind of one of those like, all right, we're here now. Let's uh, let's get let's get going. And so that that's what I would offer is uh, you know set your expectations kind of low at first and 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 then build on that. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a lot of times you think that, you know, you open your doors and everybody's just going to kind of flood in and everybody's going to love it and want to stick around. And obviously that's what you hope for, but not always the case. And then also the point of um, it's going to cost more than you think it will is a huge, great piece of advice to keep in mind. Um, just having extra money in the bank before you think about opening a facility is definitely a, a great piece of advice for sure. That money went really fast. But yeah. You know, you're like, oh, okay. And then it was like, wait, what? There's right. like, where did they all go? <laughs> you know? Exactly. I'm not, I'm not done buying stuff. Where did it exactly. go? <laughs> like, so <laughs> that was definitely an eye-opener for us. Yes, yes, for sure. And then, uh, it, like I, I had mentioned before, it's good that you guys have the balance of the business side and then the fitness side, too, because that's always something that shocks people initially as well, is, uh, you know, paying attention to those things and making sure that there's enough money in the bank. And just, you know, a lot of times people don't really think of it as a business. It's more so like, well, I like training and I have a good client base and I'm going to open a gym. And then it kind of like slaps them in the face when they open the doors, like the numbers coming into play, it's like shocking. And then, you know, you get into a situation where it's maybe not so great. So definitely a great piece of advice there. Alrighty. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, so we have a website, fitnessclassroometown.com. Um, that's where clients can go to check us out. They can book classes from there. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash fitnessclassroometown. And we're also on Instagram uh, slash fitnessclassroometown. All righty. Awesome. So Belinda and Tim from Fitness Classroom in Kentucky, thank you both for joining us today. It's been great speaking with you and having you on the show. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks a lot for having us. Yes, thank you. Yes, absolutely. Alrighty, and to the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there. We'll catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and we are here with a tremendously exciting pair of guests. We have the duet of Stephanie and PJ out of Raw Iron Gym, Tyler, Texas. Guys, what's going on today? How are you guys? 
We are doing good. Fantastic. Glad Fantastic. To Glad to have the both of you guys. Now, Raw Iron Gym, we have a lot of listeners from around the country and around the world. For the people that aren't familiar with Raw Iron Gym, give us a quick blurb. What is this? What is it about? Raw Iron Gym is just basically an old school, um, old fashioned gym where people kind of come in, they get to work, um, you know, people get sweaty, they make noises, they kind of just lift heavy weight and they just do gnarly things in here. We've got pro strongmen, pro bodybuilders, world record holders and powerlifting, and then your average person who just wants to look good without a shirt on, you know, just your gym, gym. Yeah, something, something for everybody, that's for sure. And so my understanding is that you guys took over fairly recently. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? How did you guys come to be in the position that you're in now? Okay, so funny story uh, with that. Uh, my husband and I actually manage a gym in Palestine, Texas with raw iron. And um, we got to know a lot of the community of raw iron and what they were about. Uh, PJ is actually a client of my husband and powerlifting. So we kind of all bonded over that as an athlete aspect. Um, and then the opportunity was presented to, to myself and my husband for buying this gym in Tyler. Um, we're fairly new opening up the business. We probably had our business there for eight months to 10 months. Um, the word grew very quickly. Uh, we went from 60 members in Palestine to 250 in that short time span. So they presented us the offer to buy this gym. So we hopped on this gym, but financially we were in a bind because we had just started another fitness business over there. So, um, PJ and his wife were super stoked and we're like, let's do it. Let's get in here. Let's, let's get this gym going. We love the people. We've already known these people and bonded with these people. Hence, um, normally people buy a TV on black Friday and we bought a gym. So, Doesn't so that get better was a pretty than that. cool. Yeah. That was a pretty cool thing, which led PJ to be here on this journey with us at this gym mm -hmm. over here. Fantastic. Well, welcome to the both of you. Did you guys get the Black Friday discount when you bought the gym? You know what? Surprisingly, uh, she actually threw in a little bit of a discount in there. There you go. We didn't know till the last minute that we were pretty excited. I was like, okay, you know, let's get it done. Let's rock and roll. So that was Love pretty it. cool. Still Love it. Well, Still no TV. <laughs> didn't get the TV yet. Maybe next year. And so guys, give us, basically, tell us about what people could expect if they're coming to raw iron gym what is the service that you provide we kind of we categorize people in this industry uh in, in kind of putting people in boxes of personal training or crossfit or semi-private or open gym where do you guys find yourself in that puzzle i'd like to think that we find ourselves in a position of if you come to this gym, it's not for everybody, but it is for everybody. Uh, it's just, I've heard members say, if you come in here, you're gonna get stronger and you're gonna meet friends. Uh, we're just a basic, it's almost like a garage gym 
but with a whole lot more friends and family and we've got pretty nice and equipment. equipment. Yeah. It's a lot more equipment than, oh, yeah. than a garage gym. Yeah. Um, the a little bit bigger than a garage too, right? Oh, it is. It is. We actually are about 9,000 square feet. Yeah, that's so quite a garage. Pretty, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty big, you know, gnarly little dungeon. But the, the cool thing about this gym, when people, um, I don't think people really know what to expect when they come in here. They come in there, they come in here and I'll ask them, you know, like, hey, what are you looking for in a gym? And I'll go ahead and take them a tour of the, fa the facility and kind of show them, um, yeah, from the outside point of view, it may not look like something that you're used to, but once you get in here and you kind of see what the little stations and the groups, everything is for, you'll learn that there is something actually here for you, or there's the opportunity for you to invest yourself in a sport that you might actually grow to love and come in and meet some people that you can make lifelong friends with. Okay. Yeah. So if we're to, to put a label to what the, the specific membership is, it's kind of a open gym. People are coming and going as they please doing their own workout, albeit within this greater community that you've created. Is that right? About right? Yes. So the cool, another cool thing about this that I want to touch base on too, um, is that typically when you go to another gym, you're always going to see like the same group of people. You have like the cardio people, or you have the people that text on their phones on the same machine for 15 to 20 minutes, you know, or you have the CrossFit gym where you only have certain time blocks that you can make in a day and that everybody goes to that time block. Um, the cool thing about this gym is no matter what sports you do, everybody is always learning from someone else. So someone will ask questions. And so say you have a power lifter and they're interested in what a strongman athlete is doing or what he's doing with stones. And he'll ask, okay, well, what is the, what are you trying to implement when you're doing those exercises? Sometimes those strongmen will give tips to those power lifters that will increase their, you know, their own athleticism or like their own personal goal that they're trying to do. So it's not like everybody actually just knows everything about anything. They're kind of always willing to learn and they're always willing to share their knowledge, which I feel like is extremely important, especially when people are starting out their fitness journeys. You can definitely dabble here. She's done CrossFit, Strongman, I've, and Powerlifting. So. I've won two Powerlifting meets in a time span of four weeks, and then I do CrossFit, and I'm actually going to do a Strongman competition in January. There so it's kind of cool to collaborate yeah. with all these different people and be able to talk to each and every single one of them and relate to all of them, yeah, if that sure. makes any sense. Yeah, and so from a buyer's perspective, from the, the average gym goer, it's something to aspire to as well, right? They know that they have someone that they can look up to and get incredible advice from and expertise exactly. from who's going to be within the facility. Now, give us an idea, just kind of some, some rapid fire numbers here. I know we said 9,000-ish square feet. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the membership. How many people and, and what can they expect to pay? So... We actually live in a um, college-based town, so we get a lot of college students, and their memberships are actually $21.65 a month. We offer discounts to veterans, civil servants, um, anybody that basically works for the city or works and does those things of those nature, it's also $21.65, and anybody that's kind of outside of that scope is about $30 a month. Got it. $30 a month. 24-7 access. No contract. 
no contract. no contract, simple as it gets. What brought you guys to that $30 a month price tag? Because pricing in our industry is so fascinating. People will charge $10 a month or less. People will charge hundreds or thousands of dollars a month. What made you guys settle on 30? Um, basically, you know, it's a good round number for people who actually want to come to a good facility with good trainers and good atmosphere, but not something where it will scare away the potential. I don't know if this gym's right for me. Uh, I found that with the cheaper membership rate, you get a lot more of the frustration of overcrowdedness, peak yes. time, stuff like that. I with agree. the $30, I feel like it's a good medium. It's like of, a good sweet spot. Yeah, it, it encourages the people who want to come here it's like, okay, I might be paying a little bit more than the $10, but I get, you know, personal trainers. I get this atmosphere of, you know, togetherness of whatever sport you're into. And it's, it's pretty light on the wallet. Uh, it's not an outrageous fee and there's no contract. So if it's not for you, hey, you know. You can try it out for a month and then cancel, no strings yeah. attached. We um, just want to see you win. I, I agree with PJ. Coming from both of our backgrounds working in different franchise gyms like Anytime Fitness and Snap. Um, we've actually worked in gyms where the memberships were $45, $50 a month. And it wasn't so they didn't have as many members as they anticipated for that amount. And then working out in like a Planet Fitness or Crunch where it's $10 a month, it's overcrowded and you don't feel like you're really getting the value out of your workout. So if we can kind of mediate and find somewhere in the middle, it can work out for everybody and people can feel like their money is actually getting the benefit. I got you. Okay. So, I mean, as straightforward as it gets, no smoke and mirrors here, $30 a month, no contracts. Now within the square footage that you have and, and keeping in mind capacity restrictions, is that a number 500 members? Is that a number that could grow or do you guys have a cap on that? It could definitely grow. It could definitely grow. And I feel like just the, the personability that we've brought already in the short time span, I anticipate us to grow even more than where we're already at now. Um, we had a gym locally closed down really close to us, and we've had a lot of people come from there. Um, one thing that we always get up with signups too, or I know that I personally get, is we have a Crunch Fitness right across the street. And I get people that come in all the time and tell me that they're tired of the crowdedness and they want to sign up here. So we get plenty of signups. Um, I do anticipate that it's going to grow. There's actually an empty lot next door that we'll probably look into or talk to the landlord when the time comes. But most definitely think it has potential to just be even better than it already is. And we got plenty of equipment so you don't have to wait on a, your favorite squat rack or your bench. It's going to be open. Do you have a, a target in your mind, a goal number for that membership? Right now, I really don't. Uh, PJ's got stars in his eyes, so he's like a thousand, you know. I'm probably, I want to probably bring in probably about 300 more members, probably cap it out at 800 before we can expand and get even bigger. Okay. And so definitely some room for growth, whether it's 800, whether it's 1,000, we've got room. And so bring us to the idea of marketing, right? How have you guys been able to get the word out about this gym and get it in front of 
prospective new members? So I have an idea on my end. Do you have an, do you want to speak first? I just like the personal, like getting to know the members. If they, if the members are happy, they come in, they see that we have paper towels. So clean equipment, friendly environment, they will tell their friends. And it's a, I like it's to like think of, of mouth. Yeah. I like to think of it as a, uh, a gym of uh, like attraction rather than promotion because you're going to walk around after coming to our gym for a while. It, 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 effects happen when you work out. People are going to notice. And if you have a good time at our gym, you're going to be more excited to tell your friends like, oh, I'm getting the results here. Come check it out. And, you know, if you have a bad time at a gym, you're more likely to tell you know, what's the formula, seven more people rather than three people about a pleasurable experience. You know, we want those three people to come in and check it out. We want people to be happy. And that's, sure. that's kind of how I've done it. Uh, just word of mouth in that regard, you know. Um, my main thing is we do a lot of social media like advertisement and stuff. Um, but the way that I look at it is if you are an owner of a gym, you, so for instance, if you want to go get your hair and makeup done, you are not going to ask someone that you see out on the street that has their hair thrown up, has no makeup on, looks a mess. You're not going to ask that person where they get their hair and makeup done or what they do for a living. But if you take care of yourself, if you lift weights or if you do all these things and you use yourself as like a walking advertisement, I guess I could say like if you go into a grocery store and they say, hey, you look like you work out and you say, actually, you know, I own a gym. I'm actually a personal trainer. It's actually an invite for conversation uh, from rent. I get it all the time. And my husband gets it all the time. They say he looks like a wrestler and he's like, no, I just, you know, work out in a gym, you know? So it's kind of like how you portray yourself. Um, also on top of what PJ said, being personable, talking to these people on a, if you can, if you can see somebody come through the door and greet them on a first name basis, they are more than likely to feel obligated to stay at that place because that's kind of like a little small niche for you having a personal relationship with them. Like, mm -hmm. you know, their name, you know, their face, you know, the time that they come and work out, you say, you know, what are you working on? all kinds of those things. I think a lot of those things kind of play a part in, in all of that. Yeah. I think, I think, I mean, both of you guys are kind of talking about the same thing from different perspectives, right? To PJ, to, to PJ's point, you could have the best marketing system, the best sales system in the world, but if you have a shitty product, people are going to notice. Oh, I'm so glad I was trying to hold back cuss words, but now that you cussed, I'm like, Oh, okay. They're yes. going to notice. And so it doesn't matter how good your advertising is if people get there and then they're leaving the next month. Right. And so you did say we do dabble in social media advertising. Now, when you say that, is that we're posting content, videos, pictures, articles about the gym and what people are doing, or are we getting onto the paid advertising and actually getting this in front of people that we may not interact with now? We do not do paid advertising. We, um, both PJ and I can sp speak on this. We both post our own personal workout, uh, videos. We post our clients videos that they have. Okay. Um, so this is the more organic side, if you will. Yes. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yes. Okay. And so how, I guess, 
how successful has that been for you, right? The ultimate measure is how many members we can, we can bring in in an average month, right? Of course, nobody in the world has 100% retention. People get new jobs, people get people move, oh, people sure. get sick, whatever it is. But if we can outpace new signups with cancellations, we know we're trending in the right direction, right? And so how many people in a given month do you guys sign up? Do we sign up? Yep. So I just the past two weeks, I think I've signed up about eight or nine. I've probably gotten anywhere from 15 to 20. Okay. Yeah. So things are trending up, right? Yes. Maybe three. Yeah. One thing that I can um, attest to this too, um, if someone cancels due to a job or going out of town for school or something like that, uh, one thing that I have done is signed up probably about six people to come back specifically to this gym for the month for the holiday season. So even though we don't have, you know, nobody can have 100% uh, retention rate. If I can keep this to the point that people are happy that they move away and still pick this gym to be their gym when they come back here for that month, that's a win for me. Absolutely. And, you know, that's a, you know, it's controlling what you can control, right? Yeah. Yes. It's a small East Texas, you know, pocket, you know, we're not national or anything, but no. yeah, when you come back home, this is your second home. You're going to feel welcome back. It's going to be nice. And that seems to be the general trend with our memberships here. I got you. Okay. And so with the idea of marketing, with the idea of adding members, we already touched on 800, a thousand, somewhere in that vicinity being kind of our target say we get there, right? Paint us a, a picture of the future. We get to 800, we get to a thousand. What comes next for you guys? Um, so that, that's fun part to, uh, experiment with the athletes, see what they want to do. I know I've got a num number of memberships going for nationals and I'd like to kind of figure out how to help them go forth and, and, succeed in that avenue because if they succeed we succeed they're gonna ask well how'd you do that well i got my training at raw iron with coach a b or c or with stephanie or myself if they go out on stage and they look fantastic you know you're going to follow that person a lot of those people put creds in their instagram videos yeah. or in their instagram pictures they'll say you know shout out to raw iron gym for getting me through this powerlifting season or shout out to such and such and and they tag our gym and all these things and that's why i feel like we don't really need um paid advertisement that word of mouth kind of gets around and kind of does the work for us um on that as far as like the future and what we're really trying to bring um we're most definitely going to try to get more involved in our community so in this area there is um a tjc school that actually and there's a deaf school here. So there's a lot of potential for bringing fitness to the deaf community. Um, there's a lot of complaints that I've heard or, you know, read from people's signing that, um, that they never feel comfortable in a gym, that they always kind of get stared at. So I actually did a trial run here with a couple of my personal friends um, that are deaf clients of mine. Um, to kind of run them through to see if they felt comfortable to see what we could change in here anything like that and they have not had a single complaint about this gym 
they felt comfortable. Nobody really, you know, kind of people just kind of did their own thing, which is a huge deal to the people in the deaf community um, to not feel like they're outcasts and feel like they can kind of be in here and do those things. Um, more things is we really, we have a couple of charities that we do here and I want to bring that to even more bass. I want to be able to donate more money to the community. Um, raw iron powerlifting league is something that a lot of athletes do at all the raw iron gyms. Uh, they have mending hearts in April for children of physical and sexual abuse. They have suicide awareness. Um, in August, there's a strongman, you know, event that happens once a year here at our gym that Zach McIntyre does. And he donates all the proceedings to a, um, to a former strongman. Um, powerlifting, I mean, CrossFit, there's just so many different routes that we could go. So that's like a really loaded question. Like, yeah. what are we not going to do in the future? Is basically Love it. Like, Love it. And so, I mean, from a strictly business perspective, when we talk about charity and giving back and all of these things, everybody wants to do those things, right? But the reality is, if we're not profitable, it makes it really, really challenging to do those. And so right. the more the more money we make, the more people we can help and the more we can help them. And so it's an interesting balancing act of, at the end of the day, this is a business, money in versus money out. We want right. to make sure more is coming in than going out. Yes. What do we do with that leftover money? And so for you guys, that's pouring it back into your community, albeit in a number of different ventures that you just listed, right? Yes. Um, the way that I look at it is there really is no, you're at the top moment. You're all, you should always be progressing and growing and learning, um, you know, doing the research on these other gyms that are in your area, finding out how many members they have, finding out what they're doing, um, to retain their members, finding out all these different things, because when you're sleeping, someone else could be working harder than you. And you always want to stay two steps ahead. So if I can have 15 different ventures, I can have 15 different types of income that are coming into my gym. It's also a cool avenue. Fitness itself, it's really for everyone. So by going after... Yeah, uh, I don't want to say going after, but like targeting special, you know, like with the suicide awareness, we're reaching a different platform. Maybe someone who is battling with, you know, that that kind of avenue where they would reach out to a suicide prevention hotline, you know, maybe the option of, hey, have you tried fitness could come in? You know, we all know that when you work out, endorphins in your brain help out with the serotonins and stuff like that. It's going to make you feel good. You know, with the mending hearts, it's just people coming together with this one, spe you know, specific thing in mind, but fitness is for everyone. So if you having learn, an outlet, yeah, having learn, an outlet to pour into. Yeah. So if you learn through fitness, through one of these, you know, programs or charity events, hey, more power to you. That's, we're here. Oh, doors open. Come see us 24 seven. You know, that's kind of the, the idea of it. Fitness is all of everyone. hundred percent guys. And, and people get into this industry for whatever reason, but it all kind of circles back to they want to help people, right? That's Everybody's exactly got their right. own specific brand of why, but if we're to to kind of generalize, it's because people want to help people in this industry. And and so you guys are 
really embodying that and manifesting it into the business itself. And so it's, it's tremendous to see. I think you guys are doing something special down there in Texas. As we kind of run a bit shy on time here towards the end of the episode, where can people find out a little bit more about the gym online? Um, we have a Facebook page, Raw Iron Gym, Tyler, Texas. It's just a basic Facebook page. They also have an Instagram, Raw Iron Tyler Gym, uh, or Raw Iron Gym Tyler, excuse me. Um, so both of those is kind of like the the platforms that we use and people share, tag those things. And um, um, a lot of the information of the events that we have that are held on there, they get posted on there as well. Also the uh, RAR and powerlifting league. Uh, oh, they Instagram have a website. And, and a Facebook. The, a lot of the meets, the charity events are already set in motion for better part of 2022. That's a great website. You can get your membership, register for the meets, everything right there. Also people that would like to donate. That's a good website for people to donate to that cause as well. Perfect. Well, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure hosting this conversation. I think you guys will really, really take advantage of everything that's in front of you. And I can't wait to see what comes next for you. So I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for your time. We appreciate yes. it. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. And so to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us for an upcoming episode, to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.